Um, well, it's uh, here I am. I want to introduce you to Mark. Actually, uh, if you've been to the project the last couple of years, you probably have actually uh, seen Mark. He's been at one of our uh, evenings. I think it was a couple of years ago, Mark. I can't remember. And we had just a kind of a roundtable discussion about money. Uh, if there's one thing I know about Mark is that he knows money, but more than anything, uh, just really good stewardship of it. Um, it's not about this moment this teaching or podcast is not about how to make more money it's just in a time of plenty and a time of nothing how do you steward your finances well we do view money for so some of you who maybe don't have uh, a relationship with jesus or kind of buy into what we do we, we just do think that um, money and finances are a gift from god and we need to be responsible for it and with it and uh, it's a way of experiencing God's goodness or uh, holding it against ourselves or other people. And so Mark is just, uh, Mark's great. Uh, I've gotten to know Mark a little bit over the last couple of years. Our boys have gotten to know each other over Fortnite and in uh, some church events and stuff like that. But uh, Mark, thanks for being with us. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Mark, do you want to just give us a really quick rundown of kind of what your job is, what you do? Uh, sure. Um, so I'm. Uh, I, we have more than one title. My uh, title that uh, that is on my card is a portfolio manager. Um, so we would run customized portfolios for affluent clients. In addition to that, I'm also a financial planner, um, an investment advisor. The reason why we would have three different uh, titles is there's three major roles that we would serve. So a portfolio manager, when we're making all the investment decisions. Um, th that's what we do. And an investment advisor where we would be a counselor, making sure that boards and, uh, and organizations are making wise investment allocation decisions. Okay. And a financial planner would definitely pertain to what we're talking about right now, yeah. which is simply making sure that we have uh, more money to invest than less money uh, leaving us. Um, so three major roles and, uh, and this will be my 24th year. Wow. Uh, in the business so so you've done you've been doing it for a little while mm -hmm. you got a little bit of experience yeah 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 that's great um so I'm oh, gonna... I've, I've never seen anything like this though just for the yeah. oh wow this is this is this is rare this is extreme so uh for anybody feeling anxious um do know that these are these are unprecedented times yeah. um and they're and you're not alone um we, we know very few of of us have seen anything like this uh, so 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 this is an opportunity we can learn from and and it's very valuable that we can do this right now yeah well you know you think about it like um, you know one day really changed everything it's really what it was and and then a week later uh, you know everything was changed again it's just one of those really really strange times right and it's hard to plan for a pandemic uh, it's hard to plan for this stuff. And so I'm going to shoot a scenario, a scenario to you. So I'm, I'm between 18 and 30 years old. Uh, you know, I may be in school, but what I do know is I'm at the beginning of my career uh, or even just I haven't even really started it, but I've maybe got loans. Um, you know, I, I lost my job. I can't work. Maybe I'm an EI um, or I'm just in the middle of it. And I, you know, I'm kind of caught a little bit because uh, I don't know what to do. And so, um, yeah, what, what do you, uh, what do you say to someone in that kind of position? Okay. So the first thing I would say, and um, I can't separate um, my investment worldview from my biblical worldview. Sure. In fact, my, my, 
uh, investment worldview and my financial planning worldview uh, is subject to my biblical worldview. So the first thing is we have to trust that God himself is our provider. And we have to trust in the providence of God, which I have seen in hard times like this and obviously in good times. Um, so to acknowledge this and to put faith in God, it is something material that I've spoken about before and I'll continue to speak about because we have evidence that it works. And that is honoring God first with our first fruit, which is our tithe. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a thousand dollars, God teaches by percentage because he is looking for the faith. Um, if it's a thousand dollars or ten thousand um, dollars or a hundred dollars, if we would trust God with the very little that we have, God will honor that. So that's the first thing I do think I should say. Hmm. The second thing is um, in our culture that we live in, I've discovered that we're very good at blurring the line between a want and a need. Sure. So. Um, if we are limited in the income that we're um, taking in because of the circumstances we have, we have to focus on what we can control. So there's two things we can control in a difficult situation like that. Three things. First is if we would put action to the faith of, of honoring God with our first fruit, that would be the first. The second is, are there anything, any strategies, any choices, any friends that can help us increase our income? So I would write that down. Uh, right away. And then the third is take a look at every single dollar that we spend. Um, it's all electronic now. And, uh, and if possible, when times are hard, even when times are good, um, try and eliminate 20% of that okay. uh, for real practical financial planning. So if you follow the math on that, you actually have the ability to increase your free cash flow money that's left over is what free cash flow is of 30%. Okay. Um, and, and do it once a month, um, uh, once a week if possible, but I found that's very difficult. So just right off the bat, that's what I would, I would counsel. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that balance between wants and needs, you know, that's a uh, hard things. I think when you are in a place where maybe you haven't been concerned about your finances too much, uh, that, that, that line is very, very blurred, uh, you know, and, and, maybe even someone is in a really good financial position. A lot of what we deem need is are really just wants. They're just hidden by need. Right. And so I think that idea of being able to look back and going, okay, there's an opportunity, right. To go, what is it that I actually really need uh, versus what's kind of maybe a bit of the fluff area of my life. You know, I was, I was in a, another meeting with someone talking about through the fitness side of things. And they said, if you really wanted to make it a priority in your life, you can, there's coupons, there's ways that you can get help, you know, financially, if you need to be careful with the money you spend on your food and things like that. And so that second, the second thing you brought up, the idea is, is there anyone in your life that kind of help out? Do you mind explaining that a little bit more? Like, absolutely. Yeah. So when I, when I say help out, um, I don't mean financially, I, I mean, um, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, connections-wise. Okay. So are there any uh, individuals that you know of that, uh, first off, model Christian character that you would learn from and you can ask their advice? Um, and from that, likely those individuals being good stewards would have uh, would know of opportunities. So for example, in our, uh, in our business, um, our firm has a hiring freeze, but um, again, trusting that God provides, I was still able, God willing, to help two friends get a job. Hmm. 
Um, so, um, so, so just to give you an example, that's what I mean specifically about that is if we can learn from anybody and look for the opportunities from people that are hiring rest, uh, uh skip the dishes. That business is booming, yeah. right? There are certain restaurants that are actually booming. So, um, learning from those opportunities. Here's another one. Um, right now we are using zoom to, uh, uh, get this message out. Yeah. So I think uh, technology companies, one advantage that I think uh, our young adults would have is they would probably know the, know how to use technology better than certainly uh, other demographics. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe our boys, do one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we don't, I, I don't think that we we're going to go backwards from this, meaning using technology less after uh, after this is all uh, said and done. So if we can learn how technology is going to change and evolve and have our young adults be part of the solution for the future for these businesses and find ways to help businesses and by default will help themselves. That's what I mean by using the resources that we have in a very difficult circumstance. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's great. I think, um, you know, that the first point you made too, even just that percentage wise, uh, it is true. If you look through the Bible, uh, you know, especially in the New Testament, Paul, he talks about um, given proportion to what you can, right? And I think percentages help a lot, you know, when you're thinking that way is, and I, and I think it's okay at this point, maybe it'd be good to get your feelings on it. But if like, if you're, if your income has decreased over this time, percentages help a lot, then it's okay. We'll give them proportion to that, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. So no, that's the significance of percentages. Um, and, and if I may also increase as well, yeah. um, inevitably when we pass through this difficult season, um, I think all of our incomes will increase, um, partially because for some people they need to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the significance of learning percentages is if we trust God at, uh, one of my favorite quotes is from, uh, John Rockefeller who adjusted for inflation, his net worth, we've calculated to be 191 billion. And this is what he said. I would not have learned how to tithe on the first million I made if, it, if I didn't tithe on the first dollar I made. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a tithe on a dollar is 10 cents. Yeah. Uh, and a tithe on a million is not 10 cents. <laughs> it's not 10 cents. It's not. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's the part of the percentage is if we can trust that the same Lord that provides, um, and I have evidence that it's true at $1 and a hundred dollars is the same Lord that provided a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, what I like about this is that there's, there's just that healthy balance, right? There's that spiritual stewardship. I think part of it, it keeps us from being, you know, it's one of the reasons why Jesus teaches about it. Cause it, it, it's like, this is an antidote to greed, uh, an antidote to greed is, is, is giving and giving with a chill for heart. It's the idea of where can I serve with what's been given to me. Um, but I think the other balance too is, like you said, you know, um, looking at our actual spending and being like, where can I cut, you know, 20% of my spending this next month? Or where do I need to cut now? What are my wants and needs? That's part of good stewardship. That's just, that is part of maturing and adulting is part of that. And so would you say that this moment that we have, this economic moment that we're in, uh, would you say this is probably, I mean, isn't it better being young right now in this moment than being 60 or 70 and realizing I should have done this a long time ago? That's the, uh, exactly. Um, that is the one major benefit 
that our young adults have is that we're learning this lesson at 21 versus 61. And unfortunately, I can promise you, I see people that are learning this at 61. Hmm. Um, so um, if we can learn this at 21 and write down and remember these lessons, it's going to benefit them for 50 years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you and I were talking about uh, our grandparents would have taught, uh, taught us about the Great Depression. And our parents, which are byproducts of their hardship, they learned the value of a dollar in a different way because of what their, what their parents taught us, our grandparents. So the significance of this event, which is severe and scary, is the lessons for the next 50 years. Hmm. Um, I dare say the value of a dollar, the value of simply going to church. Yeah, now yeah, it's right. a new meaning for me. Some of the freedoms that I thought that I used to have that I now don't have clearly there's things that I took for granted. So if time is a commodity and if time can communicate value, surely some of the things that I was spending money on before don't have the same value today as they used to. So therefore the, the one value of this experience is indeed the dividends it's going to pay in terms of the life lessons for the next 50 years. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, any other kind of, you think, even just practical advice for someone in their 20s um, walking through what they're walking through right now that you would, you would say, here's a couple really good things for you to think through practically? Right. So um, the neat thing about understanding uh, talent is and trusting that it's God-given, which I genuinely believe it is, um, there is God-given talent that we each have. So the first thing is to recognize what, um, and we're alive in this moment for a reason. Mm. So, um, so what has God put in our hearts that we've always wanted to do that we haven't done yet? Um, and um, where can we apply our talents uh, to you? So practical things is things that we were delaying that um, we now have time to do uh, from looking at different business opportunities to writing a book to um, uh, there's, there's a client that we know that's rehearsing a play that they've been meaning to do for a long time. So the first thing is to use the time that we have and understanding that when this passes, and it will pass, that um, um, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want this to pass us by that lost uh, opportunity. The second point is, is recognizing this is an opportunity. Recognizing that uh, learning the lessons at 21 versus 61, and even if we're a little bit older, um, we still will have the benefit from learning from this and learning from uh, trusting in God's provision throughout it. Um, yeah. If the, the reason why I'm built the way I am is I'm genuinely convinced that God provides. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it my entire life. I've seen it in my entire family. Um, and uh, I've just got the weight of evidence and it's an honor to give because I just know that he provides. So, um, at 43, I didn't learn that at 43, thankfully. Yeah. Um, I learned that, actually, I learned that as a young adult. So um, those lessons, if I, if I may encourage anybody, um, take him by his word. He asks you to test him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, uh, I think um, it's going to prove to be just a very worthy exercise. Sure. I'm going to, uh, when we kind of post this, I'm going to put some just really valuable 
free access kind of information for people on like how to budget, what are some really good apps they can use if maybe they don't use any apps, right? Or even just like if they've got to apply for EI or something like that, how to go about that, just to help out. Is there just any good resources you just want to add to that list? Oh, you know, thank you for reminding me of that. So um, a couple things, there's some practical things I actually wrote down on my phone that I forgot about. So every bank, by default, um, all of our young adults will have a bank account. Yeah. So every bank right now does have financial assistance programs. Okay. So, so, the, so not only should we learn from our budgeting apps, but use the bank resources that we have because to get anything done in our country now, you have to have a bank account. So by default, it would apply to everybody. The second thing is now is an opportunity to refinance any uh, very high interest loans. Okay. Um, uh, now is the time to do that for sure. Okay. So that would be the second practical thing that I would communicate. Um, and then the third is, um, is if we have a, a journal, whether it's electronic or manual, um, we should have a journal as it pertains just in finances where, okay. where we track uh, our expenses, we track um, our thoughts on that area. So those are practical things that um, I, I don't even think of. They're just now second nature for me. Sure. Um, and uh, and uh, it's on my laptop and I, I use it on my laptop. Um, but those are practical things that will have lasting benefits for decades um, for, for our young adults. Yeah. Mark, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. I know I caught you at work and you made some time and uh, I appreciate it. I know tons of people are going to appreciate your information too. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure.